Welcome everybody to another edition of the My Digital Farm podcast, brought to you by the IREC and IAC Proprietary Limited. During our podcast series, we're going to talk all things digital farming. We're going to talk to uh, local identities in the agricultural industry and get some of their opinions and thoughts on uh, how digital farming is affecting their business in this day and age and sort of what's to come. We'll be talking to uh, different participants of the IREC uh, pilot group and we're also going to talk to their agronomic agronomic partners. So um, I'm very, very uh, lucky today to be uh, uh, joined by Emma Ailiff of Summit Ag Consulting, who's a, uh, an agronomist and certainly does a lot of work with the IREC at the moment. And I'm, I know that they appreciate that very much. But um, welcome, Emma. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to see you. Um, now, you, you have had a, 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 um, a relationship with IREC for a little while now. Yeah, so just going into my third season uh, working with IREC um, as their, I guess, for want of a better term, volunteer agronomist. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've donated my time for the last three years to help um, get that farm up to scratch and get crops in the ground and get some pretty good results. Well, exactly. And we did talk to Rob uh, regarding the, the trial site out there at Whitman and he did say it's only been the last few years that they've gotten some good value out of there. Yeah, so we've been really lucky. Um, this year at um, IREC, like everyone, we're tight on water. Uh, so we've only got 13 hectares of cotton actually in. but. Yes. We have managed to punch seven trial sites into that 13 hectares. So. I saw that little spreadsheet. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bit going on, but it's really good to see um, value being added to the farm and to create a bit of a draw card in a neutral space um, that can bring people together to see yeah. some new things that are happening in the region. Oh, that's brilliant, mate. Oh, and look, I admire you donating your time there. And, and certainly there'd be big thanks to Summit as well to, for, for letting you do that. But let's let's get onto the subject at hand, and let's have a chat about um, about digital farming and data. And I know, look, there's a, there's a lot of opinion out there about a lot of different things, and it is a, a really big space. But in this this series, I'd I'd really like to get the the point of view um, from from the agronomy side of things, because it, I think I'm thinking what we're doing. Um, when we're when we're collecting data and and doing the things that we we want to do, we're sort of we're, I suppose we're providing the, these things for our agronomy partners to help you make better decisions. Is is that the that yeah? That's essentially it. so. Um, the beauty of having the data coming off of your farm is it's allowing you to identify both trends across your farm and also the variations and the difference between the stuff that's doing the best yields and the stuff that's doing the worst Um, and then identify what's causing that and so we can try and bring that whole farm average up so the goal is that we want to be able to push the best stuff as hard as we can to be the top but we also want to get the worst performing areas up around average because that will make a massive difference to your whole farm average. Yeah, and look, it's interesting when you use the word trends because of we we both know that one year of yield data is not really going to, going to cut it and do much for you. So it's really important that we take a long-term view when, when we're looking at our strategy and we're going to kick off 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you look back at um, all of the big data projects that have been run with GRDC especially have been working in this space for a long time, they kind of indicate that the true value of your data starts to come into play at about year eight or 10. So it's frustrating to collect data for three years and not really be able to do much with it. But it's it, as exactly as you said, it's that long-term game. You've got to know that in eight or 10 years, you're going to have a data set that's going to be really, really powerful for your farm and allow you to make really good management decisions. I totally agree. And I think um, there's, there's, it's difficult for our growers to get their heads around that because we're always looking for an instant return. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and we, it, in some ways we get that. In some ways, the, depending on what data sets we have there, um, we can, uh, I suppose, make some reactive decisions during the cropping season based on what we've, what we've got. Yeah, so it's, exactly. It's a two-prong approach in, in my mind. So exactly like you said, some of the short-term things like elevation data prior to putting a crop in can allow you to identify problems you're going to have with, say, irrigation before you even start. Things like the use of NDVI mapping in crop is going to allow you, for example, in cotton to do very rate picks applications, which is hugely beneficial um, for the crop and the overall end result. And then it's that long-term game as well of being able to collect this data year on year and pick these trends in fields over yeah. time. And we all know, I mean, we know that we, we need to collect data that has some some um, integrity. Yes. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, and we go through through the, the podcast and we we sort of unveil what we've learned in our, in our pilot regarding uh, surrounding things like um, data, data standardization. And as we move forward, we can see where these, this sort of baseline data can really overcome some of the issues you have down the track. And it also gives you the best platform to be successful at, at generating good quality data. So do you think um, if, if, I, if I'm starting out and I'm focusing and I'm, I'm trying to um, work out how, how I'm going to go about what, what my plan is, the first, the first instance or the first thought we have is, is really what do I need? Do I have to buy new hardware and new software? But you and I both know that, that that's not the case. Yeah, a lot of the time there's functions within the machinery um, and the tech in that machinery that you may not even be aware of. Like most tr tractors, for example, in the John Deere system can collect elevation data every pass that they go over a paddock. So of course it depends on the implement you're towing as to the quality of that data. But if it's a small light implement, you can actually successfully collect reasonable elevation data um, every time you drive over it and, and be able to watch what's happening with your levels yeah. in paddocks over time. And, and that's a really important data set. And I think the other thing that a lot of the, our, our growers uh, are battling with is really knowing what's, it, what's important. And I, I, my view is let's just get good at collecting everything. <laughs> let's do it that way first and go as we move through our process and we move through our years, we can then look at cutting some of that, that data out um, if it's not an, an important um, yeah. But, but and also, also we, we need to 
stay within the constraints of our hardware and software as well. Yeah, that's right. And it's about understanding the capabilities of what you've already got. Um, it's that low hanging fruit thing. Yes. You know, you've got the screen and the tractor. It's not that hard to turn the record function on. Make sure your paddock AB lines are in there, your paddock boundaries are in there, yeah. and just collect data that you can overlay over time. Yeah. Um, it is time consuming and annoying to start with, but once you actually understand the system and how to use the screens, you will get quicker at it and it does become easier. And it gets to a point where it's like second nature. It's like pulling up every five runs to make sure you haven't busted a shear pin on a healing up rig. You know, yeah. you get in the tractor and hit record. Yeah. So um, it's just, just teaching yourself to process. be disciplined with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, and it's process. And um, when we talk about things like data standardization, data standardization is imperative to making that easier and, and making that so much less stressful than what it is now if we just have a consistent boundary a consistent field name <laughs> consistent crop name um, and, and once we've got that then we can move on to um, things like what products we're using and, and how we're going to go about recording those sorts of things yeah yeah and it comes back like most spray rigs for example these days you can easily create a coverage map Yep. which is really interesting to pick up issues in crop. Like I've seen that in dry land yep. where we've downloaded a coverage map and the percentage of overlaps in paddocks has been huge, mm -hmm. um, which on one paddock isn't a big deal. But if you start extrapolating that over, you know, a couple of thousand yeah, acres, acres yeah. yeah, you know, all of a sudden that adds up to a time cost, a chemical cost, possibly a damage cost. It's dollars. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Um, like it's, it is frustrating and it sometimes can be hard to see the value in your time in doing it. Yep. But if you can pick up little wins like that over time, it very quickly pays for itself. It, it certainly does. And I think that's, there's a bit of a misconception there too, as far as, um, you know, the, the, I have to invest in large, but you don't. Um, but the other thing too is, uh, a, a coverage map may be just a, a blanket rate type scenario. But it's, once we've done that, it's also a digital record of what, what we've done Correct. and, from your point of view, when it was done. Yeah, which is massive. The amount of times that you have conversations with people and ask the question, oh, when did that spray go out? Oh, maybe it was Wednesday, maybe it was Thursday. Oh, hang on, it rained on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, which in the instance doesn't seem like a big deal. But if something goes wrong, being able to go back to that point of when the application actually occurred so that we can track things like the environmental conditions or yes. something that's going on in the crop, that can make a massive difference um, to the result of that application. So if we don't actually know accurately when things happen, it's hard to backtrack if something does turn pear-shaped. Yeah, and look, it, it, I totally, totally agree. And I think there's, that's been undervalued uh, for quite some time. And it's a, it's a really strong tool uh, for, for, that you can you get a bit of value out of, as we say, during the cropping season but I think um, I think we if as we as we move forward um, I'm sure that that mindset will change um, and there'll be, I'm sure there'll be a few reasons for that but if you can just put your um, pick your crystal ball up here and I know that there, I was saying to somebody else yesterday that we've been here a long time, 10, 12 years now in, in this space. And the, but the, the greatest change, the greatest advancements is they've only really come in the last two years. 
and and they, that's going to happen again. I think once we've now that we've started, we'll see a lot over the next five years. But I think um, there'll be there'll be two main drivers behind uh, our growers really taking picking up the ball and run with it here with, in 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 digital ag. And one is will be government regulation, which you know a bit about now. Um, and two, obviously, the, the market and, and the demand of supply chain. Um, uh, traceability. Uh, traceability. So do you, think, do you think that's, you know, how, how far away do you think those sorts of things, I know there's some are here now, um, but, you know, I, I, I sort of think in the next sort of five years we'll be forced to be start really start collecting these. Our social license to operate is being challenged in agriculture every day and it's particularly through social media like everyone gets on Facebook and says their piece whether they understand the system or not. Um, so with that in mind anything that any producer can do to show what they're doing um, that's accurate data and can um, support consumer confidence of the products that, that we're supplying mm. is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that traceability aspect is going to become more and more important. And, and that's really foreign to our industry, our, especially in our region. It's really foreign. Mm. Um, because I think our, our region is probably unique because we're so, so diverse. But we also have been... Um, I suppose trained or had some indoctrination f f through the rice industry for for so long, uh, where we've been sort of lucky. We've just we we've just sold our rice. They've checked our quality. We haven't had to worry about it, it, it too much. Um, and now I suppose I suppose with the inception of cotton, that sort of started to that started to to change a bit. And I think too, um, just the consumer awareness yes. is increasing massively. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too, like you think two generations ago, everyone in a metropolitan area had a cousin or an aunt or an uncle that was on a farm yep. and they'd go on school holidays to visit the rest of the family that was on a farm. You have a look today, over 80% of Australia's population is east of the Great Divide. Yep. And a lot of those people are have got no connection to what happens on the western side yeah. so a lot of their information is coming from what they're seeing through media and particularly social media uh -huh. and therefore it's making them actually sit up and pay a bit more attention um, to what's what's happening actually, in the world around them yeah. and um, having things like social media is giving the everyday person quite a loud voice in the wider community yeah. um, and misconceptions happen and they are happening yeah. and that is going to be the big driver whether we like it or not of what you know who buys what we grow and, and, and how we grow it and how, and we, how grow we grow it so so that brings up this I've got a couple of questions for you because I'm interested to know um, so, do you think, I'll be, I'll be extremely blunt, do you think that enough, that, that our education system has to change as far as agronomy is concerned, or to accommodate ag tech and, and some sort of data management, or do you think, is that part of should that be part of what agronomy is, or, or do you think that that's another, um, another 
case all together so it's an industry of its own um at this point in time i think it's just about an industry of its own like that ag tech space as you said at the start is huge um being able to manage data get that consistency of data is is a big job and to be quite honest with the the variations between different makes and brands mm. of tech i'm not across them all mm. like um I've got a reasonable handle on John Deere because I deal with John Deere a lot. Yep. But if you put me in a tractor with Trimble, I'm probably going to struggle yep. because not many of my growers have a Trimble system. Yep. Um, so at this point in time, with this, like the scope of tech available, I think it just about is its own its own thing. I think it's important as an agronomist that you have a grounding and an understanding yep. of the basics. But when it comes to some other nitty gritty, yeah, it's probably going to have to be someone that's got their head around it. So, would it be safe to say if the data just turned up on you, on you, on your computer, and she'd be happy for it to go that if way? I never have to chase a data set again in my life. <laughs> I would be very happy. No, no, no USB sticks, no data cards, <laughs> no that sort of stuff. None of it. Just have it log in and pop up. That would be amazing. Well, when you think about it, like we've we've taken a big jump. And, and our farmers, as, as fantastic as they are, and we do, we are extremely lucky because we've got some rippers, um, as we have um, our, our agronomy partners. Um, but, you know, just things like USB sticks, um, data cards and those sorts of things, they were foreign, you know. It, it, it's different for somebody that's working in an office every day that it's, you, when you're using software, and you're using data transfer devices and that sort of stuff. It's 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 a it's a no-brainer, but um, you know it's really it's really a really difficult thing for for some some of our um, some of our growers, even the young ones. Oh, and it's something that um, slips through your mind every day. Like something as simple as adding an attachment to an email on your phone. It yeah. is something that I do yeah. daily. It's something that I can whip out a phone, bang an email together, add attachments make my OneDrive work. If you don't utilize that stuff every day, then how do you know how to operate it? The That's reality right. is that you don't, and it's not that you're behind the times or anything like that, but it's just something that's outside of your skill set and of, of your needs base. And it's just a matter then of identifying, exactly the same with ag tech, identifying that there is a skills gap and I do need some support with this mm. and to be able to ask the question. That's right. Find the person or the people that can help you to fill that gap. Which, which, would, which would be IAG, obviously. Correct, <laughs> yeah. Usually your advisor is a really good place to start because they deal with a lot and they can point you in the right direction. Mm. And then ultimately, if you're trying to really nail down on this, exactly someone like IAG to come in and and help you get everything in line. Well, it's interesting because it becomes it becomes what we've seen, especially now that we've, we were sort of a fair way into the pilot with um, with IREC, is it, it's a vicious circle because no grower, no farmer wants to be sitting in front of his computer um, and, and for any length of time, uh, except if it's looking for water prices or, <laughs> or, or the, the cotton prices. Um, but the problem is, if you don't have some grounding there, when you come and you and you and you want to start and you want to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my my data management quest, all of a sudden I, I I'm being held up and I'm being frustrated because I'm sitting in things aren't working properly. Um, nobody told me about this, and 
where for for other people it's 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 natural um, so it's we have to be mindful when we especially when we talk to new clients and so forth that you know that that's that's the place that generally everybody's at and i think as growers too it's about not like not feeling that they can't ask the question because it's yeah. guaranteed that they, that question's probably been asked by 10 different growers previously who are started at exactly the same, same point, way. you know, ground zero with nothing. Um, and it can be daunting to sit and look and go, oh God, this guy's got it all together. Like, look at, you know, how did he start? But guaranteed he started with the simple questions yeah. and started from ground zero and built his knowledge up. So it's just, just finding someone that you have, can build a great relationship with and have those really open and honest conversations yeah, and, nice. and ask the simple questions and build up that skill set as you need to. Yeah. Look, and we have seen over, over the last few years, especially when we've, we've worked closely in the office with some of our clients and how things have changed. And um, it's actually, it's really just nice to see them have those small little wins and, and um, put a smile on their faces <laughs> but one thing I suppose uh, over the next period of time that we should have a little bit of time to um, to do that in our region but um, yeah it's 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 interesting scenario mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to get um, your point of view uh, in that space it'll be very easy for us to sit down and talk about uh, plant um, science because uh, I know you love that too. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's really really important that um, that growers have a really good understanding of why they're doing it. Yeah, you know? and it's those incremental gains that are what make the big difference. Yeah. Like, and sometimes with this data, you can pick up stuff that isn't going to get you one or two percent. This could be stuff that can get you ten percent in yield gain just yeah. based on an elevation map or or something like that. So yeah. there's some big wins that can be made quite easily or some problems that can be identified before before you even put a tractor in a paddock yeah. um, that that is so so critical and just getting that consistency of data to track trends over time is yeah. is where you're going to win yeah exactly I, I look i totally agree so what's um if we're looking at if we're looking at i just want to regress back to the educational side of things I know I've got, a, I've got a daughter that just um, completed year 12 and um, I know that in that agronomic, agronomy course or ag course in high school, year 11 and 12, it's nice to see them get down to sort of a bit more nitty gritty but the, I suppose in a way too it's hard because agronomy is so broad um, when we're not just talking about plants, we're talking about animals, we're talking about so many different scenarios so I suppose it's hard to give them a taste of everything but I it was interesting to know that there's, there was nothing on nothing on tech and, and nothing on data um, or, or, or those sorts of things. I know when you do your course, there's, there's part of it's a business management course in, in um, ag, but there's nothing, there's really nothing that's there from an um, educational point of view. Or, curriculum point of view that yeah at about. school no so um i'm just i'm just worried the, that there's going to be a <laughs> massive skills yeah so some yeah. of the university degrees now will do single subjects on ag tech so yeah. UNE, for example offer a precision agriculture Excellent. subject 
um, which uh, involves the basics about creating field boundaries and saving it and stuff like nice, that. Nice, yeah. Um, Tokau College run a precision ag course. Yep. And that's probably a really good way to start. I've actually done that. It's a one. It's yep. a wonderful ground zero to just go in and understand the importance of things like consistent field boundaries and how to use some really simple tools yep. on your farm and make it uh, make sense. And some of those guys have got data now for 10 years and they can show you what a 10 year data set looks like yes. and the benefits you get out of it. Um, so that's pretty cool, but it is, it is a big space that um, we are potentially going to have some holes in fairly mm. quickly yeah. at tech. As we move, as we move forward, as fast as we are, that's for sure. Yeah, full time job just keeping up with I it know, as it comes out. I know. <laughs> Don't tell me anything. <laughs> and everybody wants to change all the time. <laughs> uh, but that's that's the most exciting part about it. And I, I think um, you know where our region is is in a really good position uh, because of our uh, geographical um, place in the world. But, and, and our diversity that we can really um, see some some amazing gains uh, over the next period of time just purely due to data management and, and good agronomy which is often I th I, they go hand in hand and and as the old saying the old chicken and the egg saying is, is you've got to realize that without um, without data there's no precision egg and without precision egg hardware there's no data yeah. So it is a little a little bit tricky to get your get your head around it. Yeah, off. and it's important to remember too that um, in my experience anyway, none of these ag tech um, programs applications are perfect. Everything has bugs in it. Yeah. Nothing's streamlined, yeah. um, and it's easy to get caught into the trap of oh, I didn't like how this works. I'll switch to this brand. I'll switch to that brand. I'll yeah. change over. Um, and it's just important to keep in mind that none of them are actually that seamless and work perfectly at That's the right. moment. Yeah. Um, so you're probably better off trying to pick something that's um, relatively uni universal and suits your situation um, and um, just grit your teeth and bear with a few clunks that happen because it's in all the all the hardware that's available. It certainly is. There's, there's <laughs> definitely nothing perfect, that's for sure. That's why I have got no hair ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of bashing my head against that desk over the years. And, and we've seen it all, but as I say, it is it has improved greatly. Um, systems are, are starting to open up, new APIs are being created all the time. Um, and, I, and I'm so glad, we, we knew it would happen, and, but I, and I think it's happening a little quicker than what people thought, thought that it would, uh, which is fantastic as well. But um, you know, from a layman's point of view, um, I, just, I just want to be able to, to generate some data, and when I generate a map, I, I want to be able to look at it, and I want to be able to send it to me, to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you can see it. Yeah. And but there's, we can definitely do that right now. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and easily. Yes. So, yep. Well, look, mate, once again, thank you very, very much for your time. I, I do appreciate it. Um, thank, thank, say thanks to Heath for me. <laughs> Well, let you go. Is oh, he still on holidays or something? <laughs> I don't know. No, he's back. He's in the office today, working he? hard. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> he'll, he'll be flat out with his feet on the desk. <laughs> All right. Well, th that's enough now. But what um, what do people do, Emma, if they want to uh, 
get in contact with you or if they want to know anything more about uh, Summit Ag Consulting? Yeah, so you can just Google us um, or look us up at summitag.com.au or follow us on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We have all three hashtags, Summit Ag Consulting. Excellent. And I know you are very active there in that space, so I have to get some tips from you. <laughs> uh, the same thing too with, with IAG or the IRSC pilot and um, case study which is a, the case study is available now, I think, on the website, uh, which is www.irec.org.au. And otherwise, you can uh, get in contact with them via Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram. The same with IAG, uh, www.i-ag.com.au. And uh, same thing, find us on Twitter or Facebook as well. But for now, thank very much for your time again, Ems. Thank you for uh, having me. It's always me. a pleasure. And we will definitely have Emma back on again very, very shortly. So bye for now.